0: So there's a couple of reasons why I wanted to talk about the global impact of investing in women entrepreneurs today. The first is that tomorrow is International Women's Day. And with a theme of Embrace Equity, I thought this was such an important topic to be covering at this time. The second reason is I've met a couple adversities recently in building up my fund, which is going to be able to provide microloans to women entrepreneurs and so, I needed to realign with my purpose and my passion and reestablish why it is that I'm doing this business. And so, I encourage you, if you're a woman entrepreneur, to take some time out of your day today, tomorrow, this week, and look at that theme of embracing equity when it comes to International Women's Day. And also, if you're meeting a couple adversities within your business as well, This is a process of you being able to realign with your purpose and passion so that you can keep getting out of bed every day and keep doing what it is that you want. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to 7 is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. If you and I haven't met yet, my name is Sheila Cummins. I am the host of the Road to Seven podcast. I'm also the CEO and founder of The Road to Seven, and we provide financing, coaching, and training for women entrepreneurs so they can scale and build a sustainable and profitable business. We do this through microloans, through programs that we run. We've got a really exciting program that's going to be launching towards the end of next week, early the week after called Scale, which had such massive impact last year. Six out of six people who joined that program, we keep our program small so we can work really intimately with you. Six out of six people hired and have kept the person that they hired so they could begin scaling all through this 12-week program that we're going to be starting in April. And we also provide private coaching. I work with Women Entrepreneurs 101. I also have a team of coaches who provide coaching for women, depending on what level of investment you want to make. So the impact, the goal of today is to talk about the impact of investing in women entrepreneurs. You know, I think it's important that we reiterate some of the real stats that are driving this company that I'm building. The first of which is 4%. Women access 4% of all lending capital. Yeah, women access 4% of all lending capital. And I'm going to tell you why in a minute. But the other statistic I want you to know is that women earn 16% of business loans. Yet, we make up the majority of entrepreneurs. So why is there that discrepancy? And then I want to talk about the impact and what can happen when we do invest in women-owned businesses. Right now, financial institutions have very traditional loan application and approval processes. During that process, you insert very simple data that they put into an algorithm and they decide if you're a worthwhile investment. So we are doing things a little bit differently. We are absolutely combining traditional data, but we're also adding in alternative data so that we can take a better look at that woman and understand her business because chances are the women who we're lending to are running a micro-business, micro-business being somewhere in the five, six, seven-figure mark, probably with one, maybe two people in it, maybe three if they're starting to scale and they're in, interested in building a company that's bigger than them, but they're not really looking at building the next Amazon or Google. And so when you put those parameters into the traditional lending model, they just simply don't fit. We are too small for a financial institution to to really have any profit on it because it costs them so much in their underwriting process and to provide the loan. It's just not a profitable venture. And so we at The Road to Seven are looking to fill that gap and work with women-owned micro which is what over 87% of women-owned businesses are. And we look at both the traditional data of the company and the borrower, but we also look at other metrics about the borrower so that we can help them take a loan that is in alignment with the size of their company that they can repay comfortably and where they can take that investment and put it into a very strategic place in their company that's going to help them grow. And I just have to tell you, I was talking with one of our borrowers today on one of our monthly mentor calls. Every month I meet with our borrowers and we look at their scorecard or the data that's driving their company. We talk about any challenges. We, we work through any. Any challenges or any solutions that they're looking for, we make connections. We come up with ideas. That is also a part of the borrowing. It is what is covered through that interest that you pay on the loan that you take. And she said to me today, and I think that this is really important to hear because it was just sort of perfect timing. Cause as I said, I've met some adversity. I've, I had sort of a pool of women who had said, you know, put their hand up and said, yeah, I want to be a part of this. And now that it's time to put money behind them wanting to be a part of it, there's a lot of reasons why they can't. And that's fine. I understand it. This is normal. I am also experiencing what it's like to be a female founder that is looking for investment and some of the challenges that go with that. So this morning, the borrower was so cute. She said, I just have to tell you how much gratitude I have for the loan that you gave me. I've been able to invest in a systems consultant so that she can scale her agency. She's been able to use some of the money so she can hire one of her employees for a couple more hours a week to focus directly on the marketing for her own company. And she has already seen the growth. Now, our first loan went out December 1st, and it's now at the time of this recording, March 7th. And she has already seen growth in the Google ads that she's running, that she used some of the money to invest in. She's had She's gone from having two discovery calls in January to having nine discovery calls in February with a 44% conversion on those, meaning she brought in four new clients in February as a result of the investments that she made. And she said, Sheila, I just have to tell you, one of the biggest things that I wasn't expecting was the wiggle room that this loan has provided me. She said, I am not spending the money quickly. I am being very strategic and very careful about where the money goes, but that peace of mind has enabled me to make some really powerful decisions and bring out some new offers and a couple new things that she's doing with her clients, and it's already helping her bottom line. That is one of the impacts of helping women financially. There are so many women that are bootstrapping the building of their companies. And when you're bootstrapping, it means that you're analyzing every single penny that comes in. Dollar comes in. Am I going to use this to pay my taxes? Am I going to use it to invest in this software? Am I going to use this to pay myself or a team member? Where am I going to put this money? And what often happens is women end up sacrificing the amount that they pay themselves or their salary, and they end up living below poverty line. In fact, over 73% of women-owned businesses, the owner is paying themselves below the poverty line in order to help grow their business. That's not sustainable. We cannot be building these thriving and profitable companies if we're not able to sustain ourselves financially. And so us being able to provide these loans and to give that wiggle room and to give that peace of mind has opened up this whole multitude of opportunities and possibilities for our borrower and I mean, literally, it just made my heart sing today. And as I said, you know, we've had a little bit of adversity in the last couple of weeks. It's been a bit tricky and don't worry, I'm not stopping anytime soon. I'm beginning a new program today that's gonna really fuel that fire and help put me in front of some new investors that maybe I wouldn't have had access to. It's gonna help me refine my pitch. And it's because of the impact of these loans that I'm able to keep going. You know, it's interesting when you look at what money what women do with the money that they earn in their companies. One of the big things that I see or one of the big impacts that I see is that women are, they have this, this microcosm. And in fact, if you haven't seen my TED Talk yet, I literally talked about the hidden microcosm of women entrepreneurs. The reality is women hire women. Let me take my company as an example. I have a marketing agency that's run through a woman. And she is the reason that you're seeing me on social. So she helps me with my LinkedIn posts, my Instagram posts. She's the one who's pushing me to do these weekly lives. And I have to tell you, I'm loving doing it. I love speaking with you. I love connecting with you. I love talking about topics that I'm passionate about. Speaking is my way of connecting with an audience. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be doing these. I'd be sitting here typing away some stupid blog post about this or that, wanting to gouge my eyeballs out. So that agency is run by a woman. And in turn, she has a team of three women who work with her consistently as well. So you can see that there's this little hidden economy that's happening, but that's not all. The woman who produces my podcast, which is the reason I'm able to put out a podcast every single week, is because I record it. She then takes it and turns it into the magic that it is. And she also has a team of, other women who work with her. I have a client success specialist, Colleen, who holds me together and keeps me in line, makes sure that my calendar flows. She helps me on the back end of things. Literally, I couldn't do this without her. I also have a a woman bookkeeper. I just met with her yesterday. She's phenomenal. She's actually up for an award. So congratulations, Kim. You're doing amazing. And my lawyer is a woman as well. Because we hire women, we actually have our own little economy that we run and fuel each other. At the height of the pandemic, I took a pay cut, a severe pay cut, so that I could keep my team going because without my team, I couldn't sustain my company. And By me doing that and investing in them, they were then able to keep their teams running. So you can see this trickle effect, and I'm going to date myself here a little bit, but I don't know if you remember an ad back in the 80s for a certain shampoo, and it said, if you tell two friends, then they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends. And that's how this women-owned economy runs. And it's one of the biggest impacts of investing in one woman is the amount of the trickle effect that it has on other women-owned microbusiness. You know, I think it's also important to look at what women do with their profits. Women are the highest contributors to charitable causes. When you look at the people who invest and who donate to charities, the highest percentage is women. When you invest in a woman entrepreneur so that she can earn more money, so she can make strategic investments, so she can scale and grow this company to be more profitable, she has more profit to be then reinfusing into the social good of our economy, of our, the pattern of our society. I mean, it really is at the heart of everything that we do at the road to seven. You know, we have an unwavering belief in the impact of the, of women entrepreneurs on both society and the economy, because there is firsthand data to support that women use their money for good. You know, a lot of women own businesses. Some of them are single moms, some of them are the sole breadwinners in their house. Some of them, like me, are a 50% contributor in their family. The money that I make goes towards opening doors and opportunities for my children. I'm investing in school for my daughter because it is the right fit for her. I couldn't have done that if I was still working a different job. My my company has enabled me to provide an incredible future for my children through their sporting ventures. And if you know anything about me, you know all three kids of my all three of my kids play rap hockey. We are at a lot of hockey arenas every week. But the kids are flourishing to be a part of this team and the fitness that comes from it. And we do it because of the fitness, the fun, and the friends that come through this, this investment that we make in them, opportunities that come for them, summer camp opportunities. I couldn't do that if I hadn't invested in my company to grow it to the level that it is today. And so when you're fueling the very epicenter of people that are having a massive impact on future generations and current generations, you are literally making our world a better place. There are women that are using the money from their companies to put food on their table, to put a roof over their head, to fill a retirement account so that they can one day retire, Women use their money for good. We play at the intersection of philanthropy and profit. The more profit, the more impact a woman is going to have on our world. And so, for those of you that have this bias about women-owned businesses, I remember talking with someone last year. She was a woman in business, and she said, ah, women entrepreneurs, they drive me crazy. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. And she said, they're just a bunch of women that are complaining and selling cakes from their kitchen. And I thought, wow, you've actually just shown exactly one of the biases we have in our society for these businesses. There is every company has started as a micro business. It's just that women often want to build a business that fuels the lifestyle that they want. They're leaving corporate because they want to have more time to spend with their family. They're not loving having every minute taken up, you know, for a corporation where they might not be getting paid what they want or they're not getting an equal pay to their counterparts. They're sacrificing their family, they're sacrificing their health, they're sacrificing everything for what? So, women turn to entrepreneurship so that they can create that life that is really worth living. And you know, I think about women like Laura who helps nonprofits through grant writing make more money through the grants so that these nonprofits can have a wider impact. How can you tell me that that is not a worthy investment, that she is not running a powerful company? You know, I think about Andrea whose law practice supports her children. And who is currently building generational wealth through key decisions and investments that she's making. She she is the, the main caregiver and provider for her children, and she is doing it through her company. You know, I think about Natalie, who is selling sustainable and environmental bags, lunch bags and tote bags, and who not only is infusing millions into our economy, But it's literally making our planet a better place. And every day that she's in business, she is, you know, advocating for the long-term health of our planet. These are all women who've been overlooked for capital at different points. You know, I myself went in for a loan, well, I guess 2019. I had eight years of profit and loss statements that showed I run a very profitable company, positive growth year over year, 30% growth year over year. And I was turned down for credit as well. I was not deemed a a worthy credit investment. Why? Because they wanted a personal guarantee. They wanted my husband to come and co-sign the loan. And when I refused, I was turned down because I could see that my company could sustain this loan, but I didn't meet the traditional data. And that's me as a white woman. Women of color, these statistics plummet and it's disgusting. And it's just not right and so when you just focus in on the impact that these women entrepreneurs are having on society you can see that we are worthwhile investments you can see that by investing in us you are having a direct correlation to helping make our world a better place and that is what is keeping me going in the face of adversity it's not about how much money I can raise or how much money I have in the or you know what I can do or what I can't do It's all about the impact of the work that I'm doing. And if you're struggling in your business, then you've gotta go back to that purpose and passion and understand the impact of the work that you do and focus on that so that you can keep going. And so to celebrate International Women's Day, I'm all about embracing equity. And in our case, we are embracing equity and challenging other leaders and investors to invest in a company That is going to create an equitable access to capital for all women entrepreneurs. And so happy International Women's Day. I look forward to seeing what you're doing with your business and the impact that you're having. I'd love to hear about your company. I'd love to hear about your purpose and your passion and what happens when you keep working. And if you are an investor that wants to align or be a part of what it is that we're building, please reach out. Send me a message. Send me an email tag me, do whatever. I would love to talk with you and I can explain a little bit more about how our fund works so that you can also play at that intersection of profit and philanthropy. Your investment has a higher likelihood of getting a return than you taking an equity piece in somebody else's company and I'd love to talk to you about it. I will talk to you next week. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven.